This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is Pridecast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Pridecast. It's Jonathan Bennett, your host, joined by my handsome, hunky, and happy Emeritum husband, James Vaughn. Say hello, James. <laughs> Baby, you always do I know, I do this every time. Know. It's a gag. Oh my gosh, but I'm no doing one's a gagging. bit. No one's gagging. I'm doing a bit. Hi, <laughs> y'all. Uh, so we are so excited because today's episode, we have... David Archuleta, and we had a conversation with him that is so, so moving. I have to say this could be one of my favorite episodes we've ever done because there's so much emotion and so many feelings in this Pridecast. It's honest. It's a very honest conversation. And it might be tough for some people to hear. Because um, we do. he does talk about faith and you know, but I think it's important struggles with it and what, what he's going through. Yeah, it's, it's very important, especially for those of us that, that grew up in faith-based households i think this is a really wonderful conversation that is going to be helpful to a lot of people we actually just wrapped it up so it's very fresh for us and now we're going to play it for you right now all right we are welcoming the one and only uh pop icon pop culture icon singer extraordinaire he does it all (laughs) the one and only the talented fabulous and famous David Archuleta is joining us on Pridecast today. Hello, David Archuleta. Hello. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Pridecast. <laughs> I love that you're joining us from uh, the guest room at your parents' house. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. We've all been there. This is this is a little bed for when my niece is taking a nap and Cute. things here because my mom watches over her a lot. So I think we've her all grandbaby. been there. During the holidays when you got to do some type of press or, or media mm-hmm. and you're like at the house you grew up in and you're like, okay, where do I go? Where's the best pl- place to do this? And it looks like yeah. you found a quiet space. Yeah. It, at my childhood home, there would not be a quiet space. Just <laughs> a whole <laughs> lot of rednecks screaming in the background. So you left <laughs> oh, out. Where are you from? Virginia. Virginia. Okay. But the southern part where the gas station starts serving fried chicken. 
It's a very Ooh, different experience. Hey, yeah. hey now. So <laughs> I live in I live in Tennessee and they I have a gas station that serves fried chicken right right by my house. So. And is it not the best fried chicken ever? <laughs> the gas station fried chicken is always the best of the area. You know, yeah, they don't disappoint. <laughs> you know what? I think do you know that we met I want to say 10 years ago at a tree lighting. I met you for five seconds. Really? Just seeing your face right now, it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've met David Archuleta. It was you, it was you, and I think Ariana Grande. And it was like the Hollywood... It, am I not? Am I crazy? Were you at? There was like a Hollywood. Are you crazy which, or falling? I'm cra- both. I'm both. But up at. <laughs> I got the reverence. At, it was at the Hollywood. Um, the Hollywood and Highland. Like remember, you know, like the Kodak Theater. There's like that. You know, the big like Kodak Theater where you know they do the Oscars. There was yeah. a big tree lighting ceremony, and you sang at it. Yeah. Was was did I sing with? Did I sing with? It was just no, you. That was. It was just me and Ariana Grande was there. And Ariana Grande before Ariana Grande was Ariana Grande. What? This is, so this is yeah. years ago. Yeah. This is right after Idol. I guess that would make sense. I always wondered why she followed me on Twitter. I was like, that's so It was random. the tree lighting she... ceremony. Okay. Yes, I hosted it and you guys sang. I just realized that. Oh it my was for, gosh. It was for Camp Heartland or like one Heartland. Yeah. It was a uh, camp yeah, for kids yeah. with HIV. Yes. And like we were raising okay. money. Yep, oh that's gosh. so crazy. Well, it's good to see you again, David Archuleta. Good to see you. I'm just, and I'm, you've had you've wow. had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we want to talk about you've had such just a momentous year of for so many reasons. But like, what I want to talk about first because I'm that guy. We got to talk about Joseph. Oh, oh. and How your your background much... is so fitting for that musical. Yes, we use the coat as um, a template for. Our background of podcast. I just yeah. love that of all the things we could talk to David Archuleta about, my husband goes for. Can we talk about the musical you did? Yes, because Always. I'm Always. a musical I'm so freak. Glad. Did you have oh. so much fun being Joseph? I had, I loved it. I want to do it again. It was so fun. It, well, what was some of your favorite parts about playing that character? Because so, I mean, so many people that have you done saw it? it. I did it in high school, obviously, like oh a sophomore gosh. in high school. But it's just the wow. most fun show to do. Because it it's so just fun. fun and energetic and happy. Yeah. And like when it, you're it, backstage and tell me if this happened to you when you're backstage and the like, like the, the, I think it's the third song, the dun, 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 Like you, no matter oh. how many times you do the show, you still get chills when that music comes yes. on. Yes. Yeah. It is so, yeah. Exhilarating. I love that song. That's like my, that's my favorite song in the musical too. Jacob, Jacob and Sons, so good. Did you guys do a mega mix? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, you can't do it without a mega mix. No, you can't do Joseph without the mega mix. Wait, because I'm not the theater queen in this room. Where did you do Joseph? (laughs) Where where did you do Joseph at? I did it in the St. George, Utah, in Southern Utah, like an hour forty minutes out of Las Vegas. And um, at the Tuacon Amphitheater, it's surrounded by red rocks. It is incredible wait i know that theater that's where josh strickland's done shows i know the theater you're talking about yes. you know josh yeah oh my gosh josh and i used to do shows in Bruh. vegas together back in the day oh my gosh josh was when i left he was the next joseph wait oh, okay all right my gosh. i now know when it all happened it's all clicking in my head and now i feel like i'm a part <laughs> of this conversation thank you so much back to me now, who is your narrator <laughs> um the oh is katie lamarck she katie is lamarck. incredible 
She is incredible. I, I don't know her, but I want to know her because you I need had, to know her. Jessica Voss did it at one of the other ones this summer. I think she did it at Muni. The okay. one of my favorite alphabas from Wicked was the narrator, and I was oh. like, "Do I just book a ticket and fly there just to watch her?" Because I would. I oh, you should have. I know. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. No, well. David, there's a lot going on. I'm just very busy doing podcasts. Oh. You know, just we gotta we gotta celebrate the LGBTQ plus community, which we oh, are so excited to it. have you on celebrating the me. LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, this is like this is a new thing. Like I'm I'm learning how to just get my get what it what is it like get planted into this, get a feel and celebrate it and love it, embrace it. Yeah, what's this? Yeah. Year? I've 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 really loved getting to you know it's it's really unfortunate because i spent so much of my life being afraid of it which i guess is common it's it's a common thing that people go through especially like in faith-based communities and Hi, you're talking to two of them yep uh-huh <laughs> yes okay i yeah. want to hear your stories oh my gosh but we want to hear yours uh, first keep talking okay. because yeah. i'm loving um, this <laughs> i i spent so much time being afraid of it like it's like something to fear something to despise if if you experience it yourself do everything you can to suppress it to what you know as i've heard many people now tell me they that they've gone through this experience of praying the gay away mm -hmm. so i spent most of my life doing that and until last year as a 30 year old and i you know it was it, a lot of the a lot of the like verbiage that was used it's like oh you're not if someone would be like, I think I'm gay, or I think I'm queer, they'd be like, or I think I'm a lesbian, like, oh, you're not gay. You just have same sex attraction. Don't say you're gay. Mm. Because if you say you're gay, you're accepting it, you're admitting it and like, allowing it to be a part of you, which is this, that's the sin. But if you just acknowledge that you're attracted to the same sex, you don't have to act on that. So there's still hope for you, essentially. <laughs> so uh, so then it's like, okay, I'm not gay. I just struggle with this. And so I'm going to pray and work at it. And that's what I did. I just kind of took that approach because that's how I was raised, you know, hearing it at church. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to work on it. And I came out to my, to my mom and my little sisters when I was 23. I'd served a, a mission for my church. I was a Latter-day Saint missionary in Chile for two years, preaching the gospel and doing all this. And that's when I, it was that, that was my first time I came to terms with myself when I was a Mormon missionary. Mm -hmm. And I told my mission president, I said, because you're around guys the whole time, like you live with them. And I'd never lived with other guys my age before. And I had to like come to terms with the feelings I would get sometimes around them. I'm like, I don't even want these feelings, but I'm getting them. This is super embarrassing for me. And so I told my mission president, cause I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be like sent home from my mission? for having these feelings like i'd heard things like that happen before like i'd i'd talked to some people who now that it's like like a girl who's come out, came out to her mission president and he was like i'm so disappointed in you like 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 he, almost like she couldn't be forgiven for like admitting this so i was like oh my gosh but my mission president i i was really fortunate he was a super loving he didn't say anything like i thought he was going to tell me like this is how you need to work on it. He's just like, you're doing a great job. And like, you're a great missionary and just keep doing what you do. And I love you. And, and God loves you. So I was like, Oh, okay. But I went home and told my parents, but I was like, I think I'm gay. 
but I said, I'm going to work on it. So, oh. so I took that approach and I, you know, I got, I started dating girls. Cause that was like, like marriage is the ultimate goal in, in the latter day saint culture. Like yep. it's like get married because that is the most godly you can become creating a family and procreating. Like you get the chance to create life. That's the closest you can be to God and the greatest joy you can accomplish. Like we have temples or like we have these temples that Latter-day Saints build and it's like considered like heaven on earth. And you go there and you get like married for time and all eternity. So it's like such a big deal. Like they make a huge deal out of it. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get married. I, I started dating. I dated one girl, got engaged to her. And then I just couldn't go through with it. I thought maybe it's her. <laughs> and she thought, okay, she's like, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, then the second time through, I got engaged again for a second time to a girl I met in Europe, actually. And so try, once again, like was staying through with it. But then I was just like, I don't feel like my conscience wouldn't let me go through with it again. And I was open with her. I was like, you know, I'm attracted to guys. And, and, um, but I was like, but I'm still going to make it work. Like girls in our culture, it's like, you hear it. It's like, there are people just like they deal with depression, just like they deal with alcoholism. Some people deal with some mental health problems. Other people deal. One of those things that people deal with is same sex attraction. So like people are encouraged to help others work through their problems and through faith and God, like we can overcome this problem, this challenge wow. and have a happy life and a happy marriage. So that's what, you know, so even I would talk to them openly about it, but they, and, but they were still cool with it, but th that didn't work. And then I got engaged a third time. That was last year. So this was in the spam of like the, since the eight years that I had come out right. uh, to my parents, I was like, I'm still gonna, you know, through my faith, God's going to change me and <laughs> help me overcome my same-sex attraction um but the last time i just felt like okay it's not any of these girls problems they're all wonderful and this is i have to be honest with myself and i just have to come to terms that maybe i like because i was like oh i'm you know i'm bisexual because i still like these girls and but i was like you know i've never whether i'm like gay or just on the spectrum of bisexual i have to be honest with myself i like guys and I'm never, I started feeling like this hatred for the girls I was engaged to. I was supposed to be in love with them. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was feeling anger and hatred for them. Like, I was like, like, I felt like I was going to explode. So I was like, this isn't good. And I was talking to one of my friends who she got married to someone who was LG, a, a guy who was LGBT. And they got married, had five kids. He served in like church leadership positions she was saying how, like, I was there, I think, visiting with my ex-fiance, and she was telling me the story, and she's like, we had five kids, like, four of them have served missions, and we were married for 20 years, and all of a sudden, she's like, I find some things, and I, I tried to approach him, because it's like, oh, and he just exploded on her, because he thought, like, he was doing a good job hiding it, he was, like, you know, playing the part, like, had kids, was serving in his church, he started beating her. Oh, and and it's like it exploded and i was just like she's just like i she's like i wasn't mad 
at what that he was the way he was. I was just mad that, um, you know, he had to felt like he had to hide it and like, and acted out the way he did. And I was just like, you know what? The counsel I'm getting right now is leading me to that path. Like, I don't want, I already feel that anger happening because I'm trying to be something that I'm not. I'm trying to make it look like I'm this happy straight guy who's going to have a happy straight life. And I know that's, that's not what I am. And this anger and bitterness that's building up inside of me is going to, going to get worse if I keep faking this. And I was like, I don't want to put anyone through that. I don't want to be the, the cause of someone else's suffering just because I tried to look straight and, <laughs> you know, make all the, 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 Mormons who are watching me happy that I was following God's path the way they thought it needed to look. And so I told, I was having these horrible anxiety attacks. My, I had dinner with my ex fiance and I had an anxiety attack again. And I was just like, I need, I need a break. And I said, I can't see for like, I need like three weeks. Cause I was like, I'm going to take three weeks to work on praying okay. and fasting to see if God, if I have enough faith, like maybe this is just the trial of my faith. And it's been 16 years that I've been praying about this now at this point, but maybe this is like the ultimate goal. Like I'm so close to getting married for a third time. And maybe it's just the devil trying to take away my soul and prevent me from having this marriage that I'm supposed to have, that he wants me to have. So I was praying and praying and fasting where it's like you don't eat and you don't drink so that you like humble yourself before God. And uh, I started feeling like nothing. I was like numb. And that's when I started like going spiraling down because I didn't talk to anyone. I was so embarrassed because I'm like in the back of my head, I'm, I knew I was like, David, you like guys more than, more than girls. Yeah. And maybe you have to come to terms with that. And I was just like, no, like for me, that was the devil talking to me. Yeah, right. He was trying to take me down. And I was like, I can't let that happen. I can't. And so I was praying even harder. I was like, I didn't want to, I stopped talking to my family. I stopped talking to my friends. And I think that's a pretty dangerous thing to do because when you're feeling really sad and getting depressed and you isolate yourself, you start thinking thoughts you shouldn't think. You start thinking like, um, I don't know. It's just, it can be, you need help. Sometimes you need help to go through, but I, I didn't know who to talk to at that point. Um, I was still going to church. I was still like, I was like, I'm going to do everything I need to, but it was like making me feel even worse. And um, so I started, I was like, what do I do? I think in my heart, I'm like, I need to come to terms with this. I need to admit this to myself. But I was like, if I admit this, then I am giving my giving myself away. And so I was like, okay, what's worse? Because I felt it like about to just pop out of me, like explode. I couldn't hold it down anymore. And so I was like, before that happens, what's worse for me to become gay and end up with a guy or doing some doing stuff I'm not supposed to be doing with guys, or maybe I should just terminate things before it to prevent it from getting there. I was looking that as a better option to end my life than to become gay.
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand. Tempt to hire. Part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. After the fact, like now that I've come out, like I've seen that is pretty common. Like, unfortunately, that is way more common than it should be with people of faith and, and specifically with people in my church, like Latter-day Saints, uh, because I, because it's just that conflict that it's causing. Like you, you hear like homosexuality and they're, they're like pairing it up, like the sin with like killing people. So like, you're looking at yourself as like, if I've become a homosexual, like I'm, my evilness is equal to those of murderers. And it's like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to live my life like feeling that on myself so you're thinking like okay but it just got to a point where i'm like well i was just going back and forth in my head i'm like well maybe even if i was gay and maybe if i even ended up with a guy maybe there's some value to my life still like maybe i can make up for it like even if i'm this horrible gay person queer person maybe it's still I can still contribute to life so that it's not entirely bad for me to keep being here. So like, that was like the things I was going through with my mind. So I'm like, maybe, but at the same time, you feel so disappointed in yourself because it's like, I was supposed to be married. I was supposed to have this wife and have these children and live this dream, this dream life that you're you're taught as growing up as a Latter-day Saint. So aka mormon so um there's just a point where it's just like i don't want to deal with this like i don't feel like god's hearing me i must not have enough faith 
Like no matter how hard I try, I just, maybe I'm a faithless person or maybe I'm cursed. Maybe God really doesn't like me. And he's just showing me that he doesn't, maybe he doesn't want me around, but I'm like, or like, maybe I'm not good enough. Like maybe I'm not strong enough and I'm showing my weakness. So you start like, I was, I was just like thinking like, well, maybe if I just go off, I can just speed up right now and I can just drive off the curb and like, it will look like it wasn't on purpose because I didn't want to have that weight of like my family thinking, like I saw how people who end their lives, how much it affects the family. I'm like, I don't want to do that to my family. I love them too much to leave them feeling like they did something wrong. So, and I didn't want to hurt their lives. But I was like, if it looks like an accident, then maybe it won't be as bad. And that was like going back and forth for a couple, a few weeks. Like when I was in that time where I just isolated myself. And it's, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. It's just how it was. But I finally got to a point where I just finally felt this like opening. And I like came out of the numbness. And I just was like, I think that's God. Uh, this feeling that I'd always recognized as God. I've had a faith crisis this year. So like now I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to call like God greater, like some something greater out there, like higher self. But I always called it God. And that's what I, I was feeling at that point. And I just dropped to my knees and I was like, God, please, like desperately just saying, God, if you're there and if you really have a purpose for me please take this away from me i don't i'm so tired i don't know what to do with this anymore like no matter how hard i try it's not enough so please please like i know you can change water into wine i know you can allow the blind to see like that's what they taught me so surely you can change me if that's your will and i just got this clear response it was so clear and sure and like just assuring like peaceful but like strong he just said david you need to stop asking me this as you can see you've been asking for over half of your life now for me to change you and change something that i don't intend to change Mm -hmm. it's like it's like i don't see you the same way you see you i don't see you the same way a lot of people do a lot of even well-meaning people who are following me see you he's like and i now i need you to take time to understand that and i said i was like i didn't i wasn't expecting that like i thought he was gonna be like yes david you finally shown your trial of faith and you passed the test like like the uh, abraham with about to kill his son isaac like no wait you don't actually have to do that like you've shown your you've proven yourself worthy and faithful but he was like, no, you need to stop asking me this. I'm like, huh? And I said, I don't want to mess up though. Like, I don't want to make, I just don't want to mess up. And he said, well, then perhaps you need to do what you think are mistakes. It's like, do you realize you're allowed to make mistakes? I give you permission to make mistakes. And then you're, as you make mistakes, you're going to realize what you thought were mistakes aren't mistakes. And I knew what he was talking about, a God or whatever it, um, I understood it as God, as I had always understood at that point, like I said, but mm-hmm. it, it just said, if, and if you make mistakes, if you do mess up, you, that's why you can always come to me and we can work through this together. Like, 
And so I don't know if that was like my higher self. It's like, and if that's God, I don't know. But I knew that was what I needed. And I knew what God was referring to is like, okay, I, I just need to get to know guys and date them. And I, and then like, I was doing yard work a couple, like not long after that. And I just felt like this feeling say like, you need to share this, like just, and so I posted on Instagram about it. And that was my coming out last year of June. And, um, just, I was all sweaty from doing yard work, but I was just like, I don't know. I didn't think anything of it. Like I didn't, I was literally like still sweaty from, yeah. And, but I didn't realize how many people it it was, how much it was going to mean to everybody. (laughs) So the thing, David, like you, I'd sit here and listen to you, like your struggle. So mimics what I went through with the Christian church being raised Baptist in the South. Mm. Like I hear so Mm. many things that like, yes, that, 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 but like realize the struggle that you went through to get to here just by sharing your story there's somebody if not many somebodies that are not going to go through the struggle you went through because now you've shown them look what happens look when you get to the other side of it the weight's lifted the fact that you do get to live your life authentically and you do survive and you not only survive but you thrive and i think it's so beautiful that you're sharing this with everybody because the good that you are going to do. You are going to stop people from going through the struggle you went through just by telling your story. And you should be really proud of yourself for that. And you're going to stop people from getting, hopefully by sharing that, sharing your story of struggle, you are going to stop the people from getting to the dark places that you got to, that you were able to pull out of. Because so many times some people don't pull out of those. And by you sharing that, and I'm sitting here crying because of you, I know you're trying to find your purpose and you know, you're talking about what your purpose is, you know, in what you're supposed to be doing just from you sharing the story of how you didn't want to disappoint the people that were listening to you. You helped heal me because I know what it's like just as well. You do. I I relate to that so much of when I was in, when I did Mean Girls and being in the closet and not being able to to come out, I was living in this, you know, very similar situation to you. And it was like people, people finding out that I was gay. I was so afraid that I was going to disappoint all the people that have like built me up and helped me have a career and like been fans and like followed my journey and done that. I was so afraid that they were going to be disappointed by me when they if they found out that i was gay and just for you from you sharing that about you it helped heal me a little bit i could feel it healing inside my heart because it like it was just a little like oh someone else has done this i'm i'm not alone i someone else because what we do is a very weird profession right it's not not a lot of people do this and so by you sharing that you helped heal me just now on this podcast it helped so thank you oh that's, oh, that's, that's beautiful see this is why we share these stories this right here yeah the reason it's so yeah. important it's therapeutic to to get it you know to get it out and it, I'm, and i'm i'm so glad that it's that it's heal healing to hear because sometimes it's like it's hurtful but it's like when someone else is going through that same pain it's so nice to let them know they're not alone i know it meant so much to me when i like the people who who, who like i was watching 
um, there is a guy who's in my church. His name's Charlie Bird. He was this mask. He was the BYU's Cosmo, the Cougar mascot, and he went viral doing these ESPN dance like dances and um, and he came out as like the the mascot, but also came out as gay. And I was kind of like, what? Like it's okay to be gay and be a Mormon. Like I was just like, what? And they they a lot of people are like no you shouldn't use the word gay like that that's what they're saying and mm. amongst like our like our church and like some of the pe- people who are higher up with this and he's like but that's how i identify myself and they're like no we're not they're like we some of the people are like well your book won't be able to come out if you use that word but he just like you know what? i have to use it and he had the courage and he was like i'm gonna risk you know i'm gonna still put it out and let people know i'm gay and let them know why it's okay why it's not a bad thing to be that and one of my friends gave me that book during covid mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like why are you giving me this book because i wasn't you know i wasn't to t- at terms with myself yet and she was like no it's it's a great book it's a great even like even if you're not not um lgbt it's a great like spiritual book to read i was like and i held off i was like i don't want to read that because i was uncomfortable with it like i was working so hard to avoid that conversation and having to confront it but when i read it i was just like oh wow because <laughs> he he had ident- he described it he's like i'm gay like his audience is like mormons that he's talking to with this it was like on this church come d- bookstore desert book and he's like i'm gay and this is why i identify as gay because usually with it's like no you have same-sex attraction if you're following god if you say you're gay then you're like following the devil and so He's like, this is why I identify as gay because he's like, yes, I'm attracted to the same sex, but there's so many other things that that label I identify with. He's like, I'm a dancer. He's like, you are reading this book probably because you've seen me dancing. He's like, I love art. I love fashion. He's like, I have an eye for design. He's like, I'm sentimental. I get along really well with women. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so he's like, you know, if, if I was, he's like, it's not just like this attraction to the same sex he's like i feel like being gay is like this there's so many other things to being who i am he's like and if i wasn't gay i wouldn't be who i am anymore and i thought that was it was so comforting to see that because our church would always just say gay people all they think about is sex they're just lustful and they're horny and they just want to like do like weird um unnatural sexual things with with each other with the same sex and that's all they're thinking so this was like my first time seeing someone that I was able to relate to. I'm like, so you mean it's okay to be the way I am? Like, it's not this evil thing. So, um, and that's why I'm like, I'm trying, like, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, it's like a heavy thing to always talk about. But I'm like, I want people, especially people like in churches, you know, who grew up like we did and mm-hmm. in like faith cultures to know, like, it's actually not bad to be the way you are and and help them understand a little bit why like it's you can be happy and and it's like a wonderful thing it's a beautiful it's beautiful it's beautiful to be queer yeah i look at like you talk about religion like i look at how i grew up and i say like there's a level of brainwashing that happened in the church i grew up in and it it is telling you you can only be one way like i was listening to you talk about how they would phrase things so our church would say struggles with homosexuality like, and that was their thing they tried to put up for a spin. So it would make you feel like, 
oh, I should feel bad for feeling this way. And also I'm struggling just like I may struggle with lying or whatever else it is. And they brainwash you to think that. And then I even heard you say some of the terminology they would say, like, if I become gay, you don't become gay. You just accept the fact that you are and you learn to love it and celebrate it. And the minute yeah. you do, tell me if I'm wrong here, but is there not that weight that just comes off and all that fear that you had just disappears because all of a sudden it feels like now you're actually living a life that's in the light. You're actually living a life completely as yourself and when you're not doing that lying or lying to yourself or lying to other people the anger goes away when you're not doing that yeah. lying to yourself and mm -hmm. other people that fear goes away because it's all just Preach. real and it's the <laughs> truth and like that's the thing like I always say, like, I always talk about to those of y'all listening at home, this is what you should get from this. Like, get the hope from this. Get the fact that, like, it is so much better when you are just yourself. And if you are in a place where you're still letting religion or whatever you were taught beat you down, like, no, that's just oftentimes it's not people being malicious. It's just that they don't know any better because it's all yeah. they were taught. And so they try to put it on you. And it's okay yeah. to let it go and just thrive as who you are. Like let Mr. Archuleta is doing let right there. Yes, yes. And do, it, and do it by song because we're what? Gay. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. I'm going to have a parade. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I think it's so important to have like the conversation like because when I came out a lot of like some of the conservative people who who had an opinion like they said the same thing I'd heard a lot 
growing up. They're like, well, why, why is this, why do you have to say it out loud? Why, why don't you just keep this to yourself? And I'm like, because all y'all cared about who I was dating, who I was going to marry, like y'all wanted to know everything else about me. And now that I'm saying why I'm not, it's, and also it's like, I I need, we need to have this uncomfortable conversation, especially in the churches. And because they're not used to it, like they're, they haven't been exposed to it. And they're like, Oh, like, why are you exposing us to this? We've, we've also avoided this. I'm like, you know what? I tried to avoid that. I tried to avoid that all my life until to, to, to the point where I thought it would be better to terminate myself to, to not have to deal with it. Mm. I'm like, there are way too many other people in the same position who are feeling the same way. So it's like, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. And David, I have... was one of those people. So we, you are oh, doing gosh. a really good thing by saying it. Like, because again, like the more we say it, the more people realize they're not alone and the more hope we give to people. So I'm just, it's just so awesome that you are using your voice right now to do this. I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. There are Thank people you. out there listening, David, that are feeling exactly like James is feeling and that are feeling exactly like I'm feeling, which is, wow, I feel like someone sees me. I come from a faith-based background where I have struggled with my faith and my have a, you know have a faith crisis where you're feeling one way, but because of your faith and the way you were raised and the different churches you've grown up with, you're torn in a different direction. So there's people are out there listening to this podcast right now, and you're here speaking about it. So for the people that are listening that feel like they're being seen by listening to your story, what would you tell them? The people that are going through the same struggle that you are. I hope like if, if you're here listening to this, I hope you can see that us three, you know, we've come out, we've, and we're, hopefully you can hear our stories and see that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I, I feel like some of the word wording that we hear in religion can make us feel isolated. Like we're the problem. And like, we, it's a struggle. Yeah. Misunderstood. So mm-hmm. I hope, you know, by hearing us, three talk openly about our experiences that we've gone through what you're feeling. Like, I just hope, you know, you're not alone. We're, we're here with you. We got you. Uh-huh. And that it's, uh, that it's, there, it's really beautiful. What it's scary to work through, I guess the inner homophobia that we've been mm-hmm. taught, mm-hmm. We've been taught to be afraid of ourselves. And we think that it's bad to to accept that part it's terrifying yeah but once when you have the courage to accept yourself you feel this love that you've never allowed yourself to experience for yourself and you find this new confidence this new joy and it's just like wow like you it's like i can actually live my life and enjoy it i don't have to hide i don't have to pretend to be something else and it's and it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not an evil person. I'm, 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 I'm being the way I was like, you know, that prayer that I had, it's like, it's like, you know, I, we were designed, we are designed differently, but we are not designed less than mm-hmm. we can have the same amount of joy. We can enjoy relationships um, just as equally as anyone else can. And it's mm-hmm. so beautiful and we can have companionship. We can have families if we want. Like that is still, it may look a little differently is all than the, what's considered like the standard look. Mm-hmm. 
but you can experience the same amount of joy and happiness and you deserve it. You deserve yes. to have it. Listen, Dave, I think honestly, and like maybe I've just had a lot of, a lot of time out as myself now to, to look at it differently. I think we're, we're, we're we live a better life. I, I think I, it's, I, a life, it's a life of true honesty. It's a life because, right. because once you get that strength oh, to be that. honest about who you are, mm. you pick up the strength to be honest everywhere and you live a much more authentic real life yes. because of that. So yeah. I think, I think we're for Plus like, mm. I get to be married to a dude. That's so fun. Like I get to be married <laughs> to my best friend. Dude. Like this is, I yes, love a, that. Yes, oh. a very good looking man. A my very love. good looking but like, dude. But yes, beyond that, yes. like it's my best buddy. I get to marry my best buddy and That's and so have fun. all this with him. So like it's it's a oh, really cool yeah, thing. Babe. So I'm, Gosh, I'm how did listen, y'all meet? I'm and, thrilled to be gay. And I think gays have like I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like, I'm not gonna say like we're like more fun or better but gosh we are more fun we just are because no one's ever said oh my boring gay best friend you know that <laughs> sentence has never been said in the history of the world they're like You're oh my right. god my amazing oh, hilarious gosh. gay bff no one's ever said oh my boring gay friend who is just a wallflower right like that's never been said mm-hmm. so it's that lets me be able to say we have more fun and we are we are more fun. So <laughs> Wait, we it, met, David, I heard David ask where we met. We met. Um, we met. Yeah. Uh, so I used to host a TV show that yep. Jonathan was a guest on, and I oh interviewed my gosh. him. And I was promoting Halloween Wars because I was. Hosting it's actually Halloween episode Wars. one of Pridecast. If you ever get bored, yeah, yeah, want to go back bored, and listen. The very first it. episode of our Pridecast. Okay. That yeah. we did. We, uh, is that story of how we met? I met. I was I was hosting Halloween Wars on Food Network. I love that this is always the motion you use for hosting, my love. Yeah, I always this is do a microphone. This. Yes, but it's this dangerously is a close. This is nothing dangerously else. close. It's a microphone. I was okay. hosting Halloween Wars on Food Network, and I went on his show to promote my show, and we met and instantly fell in love. Aww. And then I, ha- I I left him, and I ran back, and I said, I have to meet you in the parking lot because I need to kiss you to see if this is going to be forever. <laughs> this is and a true so, story. True story. So I was, just as he was crush. Yeah, exactly. Yes. As he was blasting David Archuleta's crush yes. from his yes. speakers, he came back to see if it was real or just a crush. And um, How long ago was this, by the it way? It was, in fact, real. Oh, oh my gosh, six Almost years, right, six baby? Six years, yeah. No, it's been six, six years, years baby. Ago. Oh, and we got married you, this year. We got married this year. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And this it's makes been me so fun. happy to see. I love because it gives like, you know, I don't have a lot of examples of like, yeah. I think they like sh- prevented me from seeing gay people happy. Yes. To, to discourage me from feeling like I could be happy if I accepted mm-hmm. this. So I, I'm just love y'all just killing it. Slaying, Thank you. And it's, it's yeah. funny because <laughs> as, really, as we say, David, as, as we say, as welcome we to the club, say, baby. Welcome. <laughs> it's, it's funny though, because I really do identify with you because, because we do have a certain level of like weird job where what we do, people notice, and it's a whole thing. We don't want to let down our fans and you just feel like, like I understand it. So it's like, I remember when I came out, I came out with an Instagram post as well. I Instagram oh, post not sweaty. I wasn't sweaty. I posted a picture of us. Well, maybe we were sweaty. I'm going to look up David's oh. sweaty. Post. I posted this, a picture of us uh, <laughs> just like together, like cuddling kind of. And I just oh. was like, you know what? This is the, I, I love this guy. And like, I love oh. him. And like, just posted that. And I, I remember just going viral, like, or not viral, but just everyone like, oh my God, yeah. you know, John the man. Blah, blah, blah. And like, everyone's like <laughs> going crazy about it. But when I hit post, that you feel it physically come off you. The stress yeah. and the weight that you've been carrying for 16 years, you feel it go like, oh, okay. And it just, it it doesn't make it perfect, 
but a huge chunk of it leaves and then the rest is able to dissipate over time. So it, yeah. and it's still dissipating, right? There's still little, little things on my shoulders and stuff. I have to, you know, brush off. Cause I feel like, Oh, one of those little, those little negative Nancy's are coming up on my, and it's like, no, that's not real. That's not real. And you have to brush them off always. But it does. So I do, I identify with that whole story of the post. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love, Did you see his I love that you can picture? connect to that. Yes. Uh, Thank you to Instagram. Literally. Uh, me to come out. Yes. <laughs> there's like, there is, like, there's so much joy in it too that like we need to talk about because like you said, David, like they, they do in religion, they hide it from you. They hide the fact that there is joy. They hide the fact that you will have this happiness. I was taught that I will yeah. never have my happily ever after if I choose this life, which AKA just means accept who I am. And that is so wrong right. to all those right. pastors and preachers and even little puppets. We had puppets. Don't even get me started on that. The puppets trying to tell us oh, how to live. Gosh. Like, oh, no. like no, y'all no. were wrong because the happiness mm. is out there to be had. Have you gotten this? What I want to know. Cause we talk about this on pride cast a lot. We ask people about their first pride. Yes. Has, have you gotten to go to a pride yet? You know, I didn't, I don't think I've gone to pride, but I've gone to what's called the love loud fest that Dan okay. Reynolds from imagine dragons does Who we here love, in, yeah. in, mm-hmm. in Utah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that was my first like fest of any kind right. of pride. I went, I'd gone to it a few years ago as well, but this is my first time that I participated in it mm-hmm. out yes. as a queer guy. And so what was um, that like? It was it was here in Salt Lake. It was really scary because I never talked to it like face to face with people. Yeah. And it, to mm-hmm. do it in Salt Lake City was really terrifying. Actually, I was I was having an anxiety attack <laughs> before, but mm. um, and on stage, actually, I was having an anxiety attack. But at the same time, it was so liberating because I felt like I didn't have to put this front on for everybody because literally like I was used as like this example in the church to be like, this is how you want to be. Like, this is how our, we want our kids to, to be like, look how faithful and true. And he is to like his beliefs. And so I, I was, it was scary because I felt like I was exposing myself, like just completely, like just nude out there. Yeah. I felt, and, but it felt like I had nothing else to hide anymore. And it was really relieving. Oh, and this is because this is Pridecast. Mm-hmm. We always ask everyone, wh- and this is something that you know. This year has been your big year where you've come out and been able to talk about this. So, you know, it's going to mean something different to you now than it's going to mean from to you two years from now, five years from now, two months from now. Right now, in this moment, what does pride mean to you? Pride is like the sense of it's acknowledging all of you and it's mm-hmm. accepting all of you mm-hmm. and then having confidence in that. It's like Ooh. these levels uh, of learning how to just fully love all of you and love parts of you that you were told you didn't have permission to, that you were mm-hmm. told you weren't allowed to love and to finally take that and own it back to finally gain ownership of what was taken from you to feel like you needed to reject this part of you. That's always a part of you. It's like, and it's part of your essence. And so to, to gain confidence and full love in that, I feel like totally deserves the title of pride because, and people be like, you know, Oh, but you know, why, why do you say pride and stuff? I'm like, because it's 
like I, I had to learn how to be okay with that word too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for those very things, it's like I'm gaining back ownership mm-hmm. of a part that I was always told I was a, I needed to be ashamed of. Right. I need. I'm gaining it back. Take and mm-hmm. yeah. And it's it does. You feel a sense of pride. Like wow. Like I feel. You feel stronger. <laughs> yeah. You feel stronger. Yeah. Because yep. I'm stronger. Yeah. I love this musical episode of Pride Day. <laughs> I feel like you and I need to hang out, Archuleta, because like we're the we same person. To. Like we will just sing songs and musicals twenty four seven. Like oh my gosh. We can't do it without it. Um, uh, and I want to, I do do want to address like, cause we've been talking about like religion and stuff here. There are some really wonderful people of faith and different religions that we even have in our lives. We have wonderful Christian Mm. friends. We have wonderful Mormon friends, et cetera. And, And they are out there. Um, would you would you want to talk about how because I, I see that the Mormon Church has has come out and uh, what do they say that it supports uh, codifying protections for same sex marriage and like we have some very progressive Mormon friends I feel that have always yeah. been very supportive of us and progressive Christian people. Um, what what do you I mean is it are you even a place yet to have thoughts on where do we think religion goes from here with loving queer people and accepting queer people and celebrating queer people? Because my thought is that man got a hold of all of these scriptures way too much and tweaked it for what they wanted down the line as interpretations and interpretations and interpretations went on. And so do you think there's a space where, you know, the different faiths can be celebratory of us? Wonderful, amazing queer people, the best people. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I've had a bit of a faith crisis. Um, I've had to take a step back and step away from like my faith and beliefs, but I do, I agree with you with that people just according to whatever is the social con- structure of the time, people just interpret what scripture is to fit whatever they want to believe or whatever they're uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. whatever they don't understand and are scared of. So they label it as bad and um, try to, change how scripture sounds to fit fit that um but i feel like there's there has to be space i feel like we're in a time someone who is telling me this someone was saying we're in a time of enlightenment now like we're mm-hmm. in this technological you can't hide things away anymore it, it was my yep. friend's mom like you you can't hide things you can't just label something and take someone's word for it you have too many resources to see for yourself how things actually are including the LGBT community and individuals, um, you can't label them as bad because like you can see it for yourself, how they really are and what they're about. But I feel like churches in order to not, if if they want to keep growing, they have to make room for, for, for LGBT for everyone. And Mm -hmm. yeah, for everybody, not yet, not Mm -hmm. just, and not just LGBT people like um, finding common ground for everybody to feel included. And there's, I was having conversations with one of my church leaders and it's like, when I first spoke to him, he didn't know what I was going to bring up. And I was talking to him about my sexuality and he tried to stop the conversation because he was uncomfortable. He's an older gentleman where they didn't talk about this. And he said, well, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't understand this topic. He's like, I don't know what it's like to be gay. He said, let me find someone else for you to talk to. And I said, Hmm. he's so he said, let me find someone else for you to talk to, to help you understand it. And I said, I don't need someone to help me understand it. Like I'm already, I've already gone through this. Like all I need is for you to listen to what I'm going through and what I have to share. And um, 
I've had to meet with him several times. He's like one of the high, higher leaders in my church. So it's like, he's in charge of a lot of what other people are going to believe and their mm-hmm. ideologies. He has a lot of influence. And he was saying, I, I, I went to talk with him again um, just the other week, I think last week. And he said, he said, he said, this is the first time I've ever had an in-depth conversation with someone who's, who's gay. Wow. And you're and, like, no, it's not. <laughs> and well, I, I think uh, about the topic. Yeah. Okay. And yes. I was like, and I said, well, it's, I feel like this is overdue <laughs> and it is crucial. And he said, this isn't going to go away, is it? And I said, no, it's not. He said, it's only going to keep growing. I said, yeah, it is going to keep growing because <laughs> mm-hmm. more people are going to just not hide. And I said, most people feel like people are leaving the church because you don't give them an option. Cause a lot, like there's, it's kind of like this expectation, which is why it's so complicated with Latter-day Saints is if you get married, they may excommunicate you. If you're in a same sex marriage, they will consider it's like, I said, I see myself marrying a man. If I get married, I see myself marrying a man. So mm-hmm. why am I going to stay in this church? Cause he was like, well, why did you leave the church? Why did you say it publicly? Cause I, I, I told people magazine that I was, I had stepped away from my church mm-hmm. and he's like, what? And I said, I don't want to be in a place and I don't want to act like I'm a part of this organization that I'm, I've stepped away from now. And I don't want the reason, one of the reasons, there are several reasons, but I don't want to be somewhere where if I decide I want to marry and commit myself to someone I love through marriage, that there's going to be hanging over my head, this fear that they're going to remove my baptism covenant that I made with Christ because I'm considered someone who's rebelling against God. And that I've, that I'm like denying his spirit and committing this horrible thing against God. Like, why would I, why would I want to stay here (laughs) with, with that judgment being placed on me when I know I'm good, like I know I'm making the right decision for me. And so he was thinking about that. And he was saying, he's like, you know, we don't know why, we don't know why gay people are, why God like has this, why gay people exist. And I'm like, you're, you're talking about it as if it's an, a problem. Yeah. I said, in, instead of talking about it as if it's an issue, why don't, what about considering it as if that's how God intended it? Like we are just designed differently than heterosexual people and still fully can find joy in our relationships and belong and be happy. I said, we need to stop looking at it <laughs> that way. And so I feel like you have to have uncomfortable conversations with people because for them, like, we don't want to talk about this, but I'm like, and, and I was really happy because he said, well, I feel like to find solutions, you have to gain understanding. And that's when he said, I've never talked to a a gay person this in depth before. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'd be happy to talk to more people in more of the leaders because I feel like I, this needs to happen. And I said, uh, my friend, Charlie Bird, I'm like, he's tried to talk to some of the leaders. And and I said, you won't talk to him. I'm like, why not? He has a great perspective. He's a great advocate for people like me. And he's still in the church at this point, at least. I I can't speak for his future, but I said, but you won't talk to him. Why not? I said, I can only imagine. I'm like, it was hard for me to have a conversation with you. And I've known you all for like over a decade now. And I've been like this public figure in the church. I can only imagine how hard it's been for everyone else. So I'm hoping that I can at least get my foot in the door 
to help the conversation keep going for the rest of the people so they don't feel like oh maybe it's better for me to not be here anymore like i want to just completely wipe that away so whether yeah. if you decide you want to be religious and and queer that you can safely do that wow. yeah i love that you're love literally changing the face of it i David love that you're using your voice you're using it for good and you're literally changing the face of it because I mean, who's to say that with what the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints came out that they're in support of codifying, codifying same-sex marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't happen without people like you having those conversations with the highest up leaders of that organization. So you're yeah, literally I changing the face of acceptance in this religion. And I think a lot of these religions, too, are going to learn, like, you either learn or get left behind. Like, yes. The, the world is growing. The world is changing. People are learning to love themselves and accept themselves and love and accept each other. And so right. to be continued, I guess, yeah. with this, with, with, yeah. I'm certainly not a part of the religion I grew up in anymore. Yeah. I'm definitely in a different place than that. So, um, to be continued, to be continued. Say. Um, listen, David, I, I, I want to let you get back to your family because I know you are at your family's home, but I, I know you got a lot of stuff to promote. So I'm just gonna let you shamelessly plug. Shameless. This is a shameless oh plug. Shameless Welcome plug. David Archuleta's shameless, plug. shameless, plug. shameless David plugs. Archuleta. You have a Christmas tour, David. Let me remind you, you have a Christmas <laughs> tour. Tell us about it. You have a song called Faith in Me. I, Tell I, us faith about in it. me. I, I do that too. Yeah, Christmas tour. More the more the merrier. Christmas tour, and uh, I have. I think I have like nine or 10 shows still that I'm doing like in Texas, Arizona, Utah, Las Vegas. And uh, up until December 23rd with those. Right. And then Faith in Me, I released, that was the last song I released like a couple months ago, I think. Right. And it was kind of like my song where I was describing what it's like to feel finally being okay with myself and allowing myself to like who I like. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and that it's like, the sensation it feels like it's exciting and it's like you just want to yeah so it's it faith in me is it's like an upbeat my, song that listen, yeah is really yeah. fun uh, uh, i wanted it to feel like you're dancing in your room like no one's watching like you are but i did that in in out in the streets because that's what it feels like coming out in a sense yeah. so yes <laughs> and, and my good friend kevin McHale, he was one of the my first he was one of my only gay friends i had at when I first oh, came wow. out. So I called him, he directed the video and uh, I called him like, so do you know Kevin? Yes. We, uh, okay. We've met him before. Um, yes. Okay. He is the, the best. So he and Justin Thorne directed it, but I called Kevin. I'm like, what is this like? I'm like, I don't know what it's like to date a guy. Like, how is it? Like I asked him and he's just, he was so cool and so open with me. And he's like, if you ever have questions, you can call me anytime. So he's awesome. Yes, and you, you now have you your gay thing. uncles right here, Jonathan and, and James, that uncles. you call. When when you're going through the, the woes and the highs and the lows of your relationships, <laughs> yeah. you call you call Jonathan and James and say, okay, Gunkles, um, walk me through this part. He just said this, but we went on a date, and now he wants to do this, and I don't oh know, gosh. and we, we'll, we'll walk you through it. Okay. Yeah. But, I, I, oh, would just I would I, just tell you this. Don't, don't let that damage that uneducated people put on you affect you now in your quest for love Ooh, don't take the baggage from the uneducated people into the new relationship because it's not real 
It's not real. Yeah. There it's you go. You get, so you get to start. You oh. have this fresh beginning. You are going to feel yep. very young. Listen, not to preach at you right now, but you are going to feel mm. very young because when you are dating genuinely and authentically, it feels like you're just dating for the first time as like a teenager. So mm. that stuff's all yeah. going to pop up. Know that it's all accurate. It's all real. Dude. And it's all oh, okay. Gosh. And your, your happy ending is coming. Is that our new show? Thank Finding you. David Archuleta Love. Oh, I don't, us, I don't know that I want to like be pre-screening his dates. I don't know that like, I want to be responsible oh, for this, like, this sweet well, man's life. Okay, fine, yeah. fine. <laughs> we'll let you do it yeah. on your own. But you call us if you need us. All right. David, thank you so much for joining us on Pridecast. I know that this episode is going to change people's hearts. It's going to change their minds. And it's going to help people feel seen. I know that for a fact because you helped us feel seen. So thank you so much for joining us on Pridecast. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan James. They're for helping really me feel seen you. too. I, yeah. I love it. This is great. And we need to hang in person. Yes, we will. Yeah, we have to. Come on down. How do people get tickets for your tour? Oh, they can go to davidarchuleta.com. And um, I have a link on my Instagram, I think, and on my TikTok. David Archie are my TikTok and Instagram handles. I mean, it's David Archuleta. So. He's a legend. You'll find him on social media. Type his name in. <laughs> go see his Christmas tour. Make sure you listen to his new song, Faith in Me. And Thank you. have a fantastic holiday, David. We will talk Thanks. to you soon. Happy tour, bud. Thanks. Happy, Happy holidays, tour. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.